Hello, and welcome to Is It In The Budget podcast. My name is Obianho Kerike, and I am your host. And today I'm joined by a very special guest, my girlfriend. Hi, everyone. My name is Sesson. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of discussing money in relationships. Now, this topic is not exclusive to individuals or couples that are married, but it also could be if you're dating, you're thinking about dating, maybe you're thinking about marriage. Uh, regardless, it is important to have conversations about money. Granted, they can be uncomfortable. And so throughout this episode, uh, we're going to be discussing not only how we talked about money within our relationship, uh, but also talking about tips and tricks that you can use to talk about money in your relationships and the importance of talking about money. Before we even talk about money and how we've discussed money in our relationship, let's talk about how we met. Uh, so Cecil and I, our first date was two years ago. Two years ago. And so actually we went to the same high school as each other, but I don't think we even exchanged a sentence to one another. Nope. Um, and then two years ago, Obi claims that I was the one who initiated the conversation on She slid Instagram. in my DMs. Um, so I had to fact check that. And <laughs> um, I was congratulating him for launching College Money Habits. Then a few DMs, messages later, I think we started talking about music, um, found out that we have similar tastes in music. And then probably a year later, you asked me to get dinner. I don't think it was that long. It was long. Of time. Uh, but we ended up going out for dinner uh, or no brunch we went out for brunch first mm -hmm. and then the second time was dinner where did we go for brunch uh toulouse petite yeah <laughs> and then uh and then things came to an abrupt end uh, <laughs> i know i yeah they did but <laughs> <laughs> and then uh two years later no no a year later a year um, later we reconnected i think um what was going on you were getting ready to Leave. Yeah, so I was planning on moving. I've been planning on moving, and now we've been, that's another discussion we've been having. Uh, at the time, I was planning on leaving to purchase a property in Atlanta. And so I wanted to reconnect with uh, Sesson to discuss some things and share um, some, we I were, suppose. We were just looking to reconnect. Feelings that were left unsaid. <laughs> and, uh, and so we did, we did that in the summer of, what, 2022? Summer of 2022. And, um, and I'd say that we hit it off. And um, and quickly fell in love. That. And we are <laughs> where we are today <laughs> now. Um, but because of my background and my background with money and my platform called Money Habits, I've become very comfortable talking about money. And that extends not only between like me and my friends and me and my family, but also into relationships and also within our relationship. And for me, it was difficult as far as at the beginning to know what I should talk about with money because there's certain things that can be viewed a certain way. Uh, and I think money is a very, it's also the way that we're raised, money can be a very taboo topic. Mm -hmm. But for you, I suppose within our relationship, do you remember the first time we talked about money? Mm, yeah, two instances come up for me i think when we first started hanging out you just ca you casually brought up if i knew what my credit score was at the time i did not and at the time i felt slightly defensive so i, I think i just brushed it off and it was it was a quick conversation we're like oh i don't know I, sh I should probably look into it but then a more 
serious conversation that we had where we went in depth is, um, you know, I'm not entirely sure how we initiated it. I know that we were on a FaceTime call. Oh, right. Um, yeah, we, uh, that, so I don't know at what stage our relationship was at this point. This was months in. Yeah. Uh, we, we had a conversation around our income. Uh, so how much one another made and then also a discussion around expenses and then uh, also how much Seth had as far as savings savings and then i think you asked me if i uh, knew how to calculate my discretionary income yeah and for those of you that don't know i would defer to the first episode of is it in the budget where i talk about discretionary income and automating your savings and budgeting as well but for those of you that aren't aware, discretionary income is the amount of money that you have left over after you've paid for taxes and all necessities. So if you receive a paycheck, that is your post-tax income. And once you pay for any expenses, like living expenses, such as rent, food, utilities, parking, yeah. uh, and anything else that's a living expense, a necessary expense, the remaining amount is your discretionary income. And you'll want to know that amount because it's what you can... It's essentially what you're budgeting with. It's what mm -hmm. you can decide how much you want to save, how much you want to invest, how much you want to use to pay off debt. And so during that FaceTime call of ours, uh, we were talking through that number so that I could offer, <laughs> I suppose, suggestions. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And in order to figure that number out, we needed to go over how much I was making, which is a very sensitive topic. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I definitely felt resistance but by the end of it i had a clear understanding of my what my discretionary income was and and i want to even take a, a step back because there's several different times where you've mentioned that you felt defensive or more reserved when it come, came to talking about money with me and i think it's important to recognize that regardless of where you are in life and how you were raised money is a very difficult topic to talk about Mm -hmm. And some of the reasons for that uh, could be, well, I mean, the way that society is and the way that many people are raised, money is a taboo topic. So if you're listening to this right now, you can ask yourself the question of growing up, did your parents talk to you about money? Did they talk about money in a general sense? Did they talk about how much they made, how much they spent and things like that? Was money a constant conversation and was it an open conversation? Because if you're not raised in an environment where money is discussed in a whether it's a positive or negative light uh, but it's just not discussed transparently then as you grow up it's probably not going to be the easiest thing for you to talk about and if you're in an environment where your guardian or your parents don't want to share uh, <laughs> things about money with you then you as a result might feel more defensive when it comes to sharing your personal finances with other people whether it's friends or co-workers or um, your partner or spouse. Would you say that when it comes to talking about money, especially like, especially in relationships, that there are some feelings of insecurity or shame that sometimes people have to overcome or not even overcome, but do you think that it's a consideration for how difficult the money conversation can be? Absolutely. I feel like that's something that people may not even want to come to terms with, that they do feel guilt and shame when it comes to talking about money. I always feel like coming out on the other side of it, it's always a more rewarding experience because it gets easier the more you talk about it, the more you dive deep I can, into it. Yeah, and I completely agree because I know that in the beginning when we talked about money, it was like a, 
<laughs> it wasn't the most comfortable uh, conversation. And then now it's still not 100% comfortable because it's still a sensitive topic, but we're able to discuss it in greater detail now and talk about the components of money that are triggers essentially mm -hmm. for us and things mm -hmm. that we are I mean even going back to what two days ago when we talked about filming for this episode and we talked about some of our reservations early on in our relationship about money and I I shared some of mine you shared some of yours uh, and we both discussed early on in our relationship when it came to money it was hard to know like especially for me like what could we talk about what could I bring up that wouldn't offend you or make yeah. you run away and say oh I never want to see this guy again <laughs> uh, and so for me it was like I had to be careful especially because I'm so comfortable uh, <laughs> talking about literally everything around around money yeah and so how do you feel because um, I know like when it comes to because we're talking today about the benefits of talking about money and relationships and why it's important and I guess for you, like given that it was so hard for us at the outset and then now like we've gotten so much better at it, what do you think the benefits of that have been for our relationship? I think it's helped us build trust. I feel like after having those conversations, um, it's gotten easier to talk about other aspects in our life that are that's difficult to talk about. And it's allowed us to gain an understanding of where we stand. Mm -hmm. um, our insecurities and where we're at financially and our values around money. We started off, I feel like small, just talking about kind of our views on these individual topics, which once we understood one another's views, then later on we could discuss, oh, like, why do you feel that way? Or yeah. I've, I feel this way and maybe yeah. our perspectives were different, but gradually we like began to open up and open up. And so, um, that's one thing that if you're listening to this right now, whether you're in a relationship or maybe you're married and you haven't started to talk about money or um, there's someone that you like uh, <laughs> that you want to pursue and you think you might end up in a relationship with them at some point, uh, when it comes to talking about money, a great way to start is just by understanding one another's values mm -hmm. and um, oh, like, are you somebody who likes to give to charity? Uh, are you somebody who likes to spend money on food or travel? Uh, and those like really basic things which in my opinion, aren't intimidating because we all spend money. We all spend money differently. Uh, and understanding how your partner spends money can lead to other discussions uh, and kind of shape your combined relationship uh, with money as well. So let's talk about why you need to talk about money in your relationship. In a study done by, I believe it was money.com, it found that for couples, married couples over the age of 25 that are earning over $50,000 a year, that 70% of them argued about money more than they talked about time spent together, uh, sex, snoring, and household chores, uh, and even what, what was for dinner as well. And so that's a, a lot of different things where money was still coming up the most. And so that in and of itself is a reason why you want to talk about money, because not only that, but I believe 37% of marriages, um, or excuse me, 37% of divorces are a result of financial incompatibility or financial infidelity or just money in general. And so if you are somebody who wants to have a healthy and a strong relationship, it only makes sense that you talk about money at all phases of your relationship. But I would say that the earlier you do it, the more it would allow for less discomfort in the future, in the long run. Exactly. And then also it can help you avoid surprises down the road 
where who knows maybe i have half a million dollars in student debt and if i didn't share that with you until after we were married i'm sure that you would feel a way about that <laughs> and similarly i mean it doesn't mean that at the outset of a relationship you need to start talking about okay i have this much in this account this much in this account i'm earning this amount it's again as simple as starting to talk about values because mm -hmm. the last thing that you want to do is wait too long to talk about money because one thing it's one thing that we talked about is if you wait too long to have this conversation about money it can result in intense arguments <laughs> down the road whether they're arguments or just disagreements that you're gonna wish you would have talked about earlier on yeah i would definitely like you said, avoid prolonging the uncomfortable conversations because you you don't want to be having um, you you want to make sure that you're eye to eye, you're seeing eye to eye with your partner, and that your values don't necessarily need to be the exact same, but you want them to be aligned. Exactly, and one so one I guess topic within the kind of the money conversation and money management when it comes to couples is joint accounts, and we talked about joint accounts, and it's a conversation I've literally never had with anybody and so i think we started it off just trying to understand like what one another's perspectives were on joint accounts and in marriage if it was something that you would want and so when it comes to joint accounts uh, in a relationship what's your opinion granted we're so early on in our relationship and okay. there's no way to tell what we'll do when we reach the point where we're married and this topic comes comes up but to put it plainly i think having one joint account for shared expenses and then having two separate accounts for what whatever we want to do makes the most sense to me but again unsure of what the future holds after talking to a few people that i know and some of my coworkers i think gen gen what generation are you in gen, gen z gen z <laughs> Gen Z and millennials um, couples tend to have separate accounts. Yeah. I think people are moving towards that and not having joint accounts. But I, again, so having one joint account for same expenses, but then that independence of having your own account just makes sense. Yeah, and I think you, you, you raised some interesting points and reiterating also that like what you decide in your relationship doesn't have to be the same as what anybody else decides. There's really no right answer when it comes to yeah. the topic of joint accounts. It's really whatever works for you. But yeah. if you don't talk about it, <laughs> then you'll never know. And you might find out, let's say that you are in a relationship with somebody and then you get married and you both have never talked about joint accounts. Yeah. And then after marriage, you find out that they want to have everything combined and you are the opposite where you would like to have separate accounts. Mm -hmm. Then that's that could cause problems and then the last thing that you'd want is you combine some accounts and then you might keep some secret solo accounts because that down the road i mean you're shaking your head <laughs> down the road uh is probably going to cause some problems as well and so that is one of the i think in my opinion an easier discussion just because you're not making decisions you're just talking about perspective and mm -hmm. opinions where Okay, it's like, hey, joint accounts are a thing that exist. Yeah. What's your opinion on them? Yeah. And in addition to that, I think there's other things that we've talked about, such as prenups. Uh, we don't need to get into it now. Uh, but <laughs> for you, uh, for if you're listening to this and you are in a long-term relationship and you've considered marriage or maybe you're thinking about getting married and you have not discussed prenups, it could be worthwhile yeah. um, to figure out your 
partner, your spouse's position, perspective on prenups if they'd want one, uh, because that is something you definitely don't want to get surprised with right before you get married. Yeah, absolutely. You want to be on the same page with your partner. I feel like based off of the conversations I've had, a lot of people feel as though like talking about prenups is like setting the tone for where your relationship will end. Yeah. But or like the ending of a relationship. Exactly. Preparing for the end. Preparing for the end. But my take is that if anything, it provides you with security and an understanding of what um, is important to you and your partner. That's fair. And for me, honestly, prenups was probably one of the scariest topics uh, when it came to our relationship because I think there's a perception around prenups, as you just mentioned, where it's, I don't think that we're going to last. And so mm-hmm. I want this so that in the event that we divorce or when it inevitably happens or when we separate, that I keep this, you get this, so on and so forth. And growing up, I was always under the impression that, oh, okay, like a prenup is something that I'm going to want. And when it came to us, I was like, how do I even bring up that conversation? Because that's not an easy thing. And I was like, I don't want to blindside you. Uh, And so I remember the first time we talked about it, I I just said, like, what's your opinion on this? I didn't deliver my opinion (laughs) right away. It was more just, what are your thoughts on this? And then I shared, okay, like, Growing up, I always imagined like it's something I'd get. It's not something, obviously, given that we're only nine months in, that we need to spend a lot of time discussing, but it's good to know where we both stand on it. Yeah, absolutely. So that it's not something where, let's say, three years from now, we are walking down the aisle. And I'm like, oh, by the way, I think we should get a prenup. That's crazy. I think you were also curious about where other people stood with that and you created a poll on your instagram do you remember what the results were oh i did yes so uh (laughs) for those of you that don't know i run a platform called college money habits that focuses on teaching individuals about financial literacy and on instagram i've asked that poll many times about would you get a prenup and the majority always says yes and i was surprised because of the i think the perception again that we've talked about so many times with prenups is that you're preparing for Divorce. Now, I don't want to say I don't believe the poll results, um, but I would be interested to see how many people who are, who would want a prenup have talked about that with their partner. Yeah. Because I think, even though a majority of people said yes, that there are so many misconceptions about it. And I, I would be shocked if, on average, going to your partner and saying, hey, I want a prenup is an easy discussion. And I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so... I think it's an interesting set that I saw, at least within that poll, that a majority of people wanted prenups. And I don't know if that's just a generational shift or a generational thing, because I've heard from people, and also is that like, oh, prenups are just for rich people. Uh, And I mean, that's not true. I think that historically might be the perception of them. But again, just going back, so regardless of whether it's prenups or joint accounts, those are topics where if you don't talk about them in your relationships, yeah. it's, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. If you Exactly. And you <laughs> never want to assume what your partner wants or never exactly. want to assume that your partner um, views aligns with yours. So exactly. it's good to have these conversations. I would say, I would argue that there's always an appropriate time to talk about prenups. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> thinking like, because I, I want to say like, talk about these uncomfortable topics early on to avoid confusion and 
conflict towards mm-hmm. the end when you're closer to making more serious con- like decisions like marriage etc cetera, etc cetera. but like there's no timeline so you were saying earlier that um when it comes to just money in general that there is no right time there's no roadmap as far as when you should start but it's important to start early uh, mm-hmm. and so I guess if you could expand. Yeah, I mean, starting early is going to look different for every couple. And like you said, there's no there's no rule book or guideline as to when to start talking about this. But you definitely want to talk about it before making an important decision like marriage. Another another topic that we discussed uh, was in the event that we ever live together how would expenses be kind of divided as far as like who's paying for rent and all these other expenses and we didn't make any decisions we just like, i feel like yeah it'd be just, difficult to make a decision exactly you never it's yeah it's subject to change for sure but if you are in a relationship where you are living together with your partner spouse whatever uh, and you have not discussed those responsibilities it might be a good idea to do so uh, because the last thing that you'd want is let's say that someone in the relationship feels that there's a lack of reciprocity where they're putting forth more, um, whether it's on a monetary basis or otherwise. Like psychological, emotional basis, no? Yeah, no, it's okay, no, I was sorry, listening. Like, I was listening. Okay. <laughs> um, and because when it comes to those like feelings, like if you're feeling away about how money is being spent in that relationship, in your relationship, and you don't talk about it, then eventually someday it's going to boil over and yeah. that isn't healthy. You don't want to be harboring resentment for your partner. So have these conversations early on. Yeah. So you're probably wondering, maybe you're wondering how you can start talking about money in your relationship. And I'd say the number one thing is to just start off slow. So again, figuring out, hey, what are your values when it comes to money? What is the lifestyle that you envision for yourself in mm-hmm. the future? Because by asking your partner that question, you can get a pretty good sense of how what their relationship is with money. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are more conservative, if they are more lavish with their spending or with their aspirations. And this can lead into additional questions uh, and additional discussions about the topic of money, which I feel are not intimidating because at that point you're not talking about how much money are you making or how much money do you have um, and you're not getting into the nitty-gritty about accounts and all that stuff but just understanding like what is your relationship mm-hmm. with money when it comes to talking about money in relationships especially if you're just starting out an easy way to start that's unintimidating is to just talk about values mm-hmm. where you could be i mean talking about how you'd like to retire or even the lifestyle that you envision for yourself in your 20s or in your 30s depending on wherever whatever your age is and so for instance if i were to say like let's say that i envision myself living on a farm in my 30s and i were to tell you that and i said hey sesson in my 30s like my aspiration is that i want to own a for- own a farm <laughs> and take care of livestock livestock uh, and that's what that's like that's how I envision myself. I don't care about earning a lot of money. I don't envision that I'd be spending a lot of money. Then I then <laughs> I would say, wow, thank you for sharing that with me. Um, and I'd reflect on what what I want to be doing in my 30s and see if that comes in alignment with that. And I would I frankly, I don't imagine myself in a farm at, in my 30s. And so I would imagine you and I would come up with a happy medium. Oh, what would that be? Well, yeah, what would that be? <laughs> um, but 
I mean, even like simpler, I mean, let's say you don't want to live on a farm. It's just talking about like how, what's your relationship with What's your relationship money? with money? You can think about um, how money adds value to your life. So that could mean what, where does your, where does your money go towards? Is it experiences, rent? Um, what else? I mean, travel. I mean, travel. a lot of people like to like to like to travel. We've talked about how we both overspend uh, when it comes to food. food, and that's the. I mean, that's the biggest one, and that's something that we've talked about many times in our relationship. And we both understand that we have a unhealthy relationship, I suppose, with spending on on food, which is something that um, looking down the road is something that would need to be uh, adjusted. Uh, I love ensure, that overshare. <laughs> to, <laughs> to ensure that uh, other goals are met, uh, but I mean that's I mean that's just like a like a subtopic within mm-hmm. like values. Where, it, but at the same time, we also understand like we like to try restaurants. It's not something that we necessarily want to sacrifice. We also like cooking, uh, but that's just a discussion we've had. We've also talked about cars. We've talked about houses. We've talked about travel, um, as far as our our relationship with money granted i was extremely comfortable talking about money at the outset and so i think my stance on where i viewed myself in the future uh, and how i interacted with money was very clear at the outset of our relationship but for if you're listening to this like again when it comes to talking about it values is one thing and then also just making sure you don't wait too long to have that discussion so um, it doesn't mean that you need to start talking about everything under the sun because that's also a, a mistake is to rush into the conversation about money mm-hmm. where like we talked about joint accounts and we talked about prenups. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to talk about that on a first date because if we talked about that on the first date, I doubt we'd be sitting here today. It might even be yeah. uncomfortable talking about it at like month one, exactly. month two. So timing. And that's why as far as like starting out values is one of the easiest things that you can talk about. Um, and yeah. When it comes to talking about income and all those things, it's just important to talk about like smaller topics first and build that trust because we didn't come out the gate talking about our incomes and different things like that. It was just, hey, like, do you have a high yield savings account? I remember asking that question. (laughs) And I mean, granted, like... Fun fact, I opened a high yield savings account maybe a month before we started dating. Yay! Uh, And I think another thing is that some of the questions that I asked you are not necessarily questions I'd recommend other people ask their um, their partners. It's just it's mean it's context. Yeah, I think your eagerness to ask like very specific financial questions just comes down to your background. Mm -hmm. I don't think that majority of people would relate. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't think the average person is going to ask their partner, "Hey, do you have a high yield savings account?" or "What's your credit score?" Um, which are questions that I asked you. Because those are, uh, I want to say abrasive questions because I'm not an abrasive person. Uh, but those are, <laughs> those are questions that aren't, I mean, if somebody asked me that, I'd be taken aback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, <laughs> like, why is, that, why is that any of your business? Uh, and so... I think that's the literal, like, the <laughs> literal <laughs> question that came to mind <laughs> when you asked. Like, those feelings of defensiveness, you know, are inevitable. Right. But... You know. So again, talk about values, how you, I mean, you can talk about how you spend your money. Like, hey, I really enjoy spending money on clothing. I really enjoy traveling. I really enjoy spending money on food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoy having, like continuing to live this uh, independent lifestyle. Well, exactly. Well, 
Yeah. And then, I mean, what's important to you? Just discussing like what's important to you, because then eventually as you build that trust in your relationship and that level of comfort where you're open talking about, okay, this is how I envision my future. And then eventually that'll probably merge into our future. As yeah. You discuss that with your partner. And it makes it a lot easier to then dive into the other topics about like, okay, in your like in your mind when you when you've thought about marriage growing up like how did you envision managing finances with your partner it doesn't have to be in the context of your relationship it can just be hey like how did you envision yourself managing finances have you ever thought about a prenup i'm not asking you if you want to get one uh, but i yeah and then what's your opinion on yeah. joint accounts again those aren't things you start off talking about those are things that you gradually become more comfortable talking about as you discuss all these other all gain, these other topics gain an understanding of your partner's perspective and then then you delve deeper into okay how does that come to play with our relationship exactly and so final thoughts um i mean it's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> <laughs> talking about this with you likewise and when it again when it comes to money just recognizing like money is not an easy thing to talk about for some people it is but in a general sense and especially in the context of relationships it's not always going to be easy talking about money even if you do the work of talking about it early in the relationship it's probably still something that it's a touchy subject exactly where there might be some contention yeah later on but it gets easier with time Exactly. And by starting off by just recognizing one another's values, one another's relationships with money and what's important to them uh, and making sure that you don't dive headfirst into the topics of prenups or (laughs) um, joint accounts or if they're investing. Exactly. Or like how much money do you make? Because those can be rude questions if you're asking them too early. And so work on building trust within the relationship and making sure that you take time and then eventually everything will come together. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. we're nine months in, we still have lots of conversations to have mm-hmm. about money. And it doesn't get any easier. Exactly. But, or well, well, I mean, it, it, gets, it gets easier, <laughs> but I'm, the, the feelings of defensiveness are inevitable and bound to come up and triggers that you may not be aware of are bound to arise, but it's important to have these conversations nonetheless exactly and if you are somebody who has insecurities about personal finance which is not uncommon where whether it's relative to your partner you Mm -hmm. feel like they might have a lot more than you uh, and that's something that you're insecure about or you're just insecure about where you're at in life when it comes to finances Mm -hmm. i think recognizing that truth and maybe sharing that it is something that you are uncomfortable talking about with your partner can lead to some healthy discussions as mm-hmm. opposed to avoiding the conversation mm-hmm. altogether because mm-hmm. if you avoid it altogether then the things are bound to come to surface exactly and that's never fun but yeah like obi said i think acknowledging that you're you have some insecurities will make a world's difference And when you think back to the stats that I shared previously about how 37% of divorces are a result of differences or, well, issues with finances. And, oh, actually, I mean, one thing that we didn't talk about that I think is important to recognize before we even close out is financial infidelity, Mm. uh, which is not, is essentially where you hide accounts or you hide information, whether it's hiding credit cards or hiding savings accounts or investments, uh, because... Or hiding the fact that you may be in debt. Yeah. You know? Um, And so it's important to be completely transparent because when you are, and this is speaking more specifically to marriage, when you are joining in a union, 
uh, it is important <laughs> that you are sharing uh, these details because if, I mean, if you find out that your partner is hiding things from you, um, you're likely going to feel away. Away. Uh, and Feelings of distrust will arise. Exactly. And relationships are built on trust. Could feel like taking five steps forward and ten steps back. You <laughs> don't want that. We do not. And the reason that I bring up financial infidelity is because I was reading a study on rd.com where they found that 6% of couples, like within 6% of couples, there were secret accounts. Uh, and that is, I mean, it doesn't seem like a large number, but it's greater than zero. And <laughs> so that means that it's happening. And that's not a healthy thing because keeping secrets from your partner or from your spouse, while at the outset, it can make sense because you don't want to overshare and they don't necessarily need to know everything about your life at the outset. Uh, but as that trust is built, uh, and again, transparency begets transparency. It encourages transparency. Mm -hmm. So the more open you are, the more open your partner is. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a difference though. Like if you're early in your relationship, it, you might not feel the need to disclose that. But when you're, like you said, in a marriage, things might be different. Yeah. And I, I mean, even with like us, I don't think we've discussed every individual account that we both hold uh, because it's not important. <laughs> it's not important right now. And I don't imagine it'll become important until later down the road, especially if we have shared goals uh, where it might make more sense. But when it comes to financial infidelity specifically, within marriage, hiding financial information is not healthy. And so this whole time for the past hour or so, we've been talking about the importance of talking about money and the importance of building trust and having that discussion so that things don't boil over in the future uh, and so that you have a relationship where there is a common understanding of values and goals uh, and where one another sits financially. Yeah. Um, by withholding information, it's impossible to achieve that. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that's not the case for us and other couples. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in closing, again, thank you for your time and for your openness in this discussion. If you are listening, we hope that you enjoyed listening to not only how we talked about money within our relationship uh, across different topics, but also learned or have some inspiration uh, to talk about money within your relationship or within your marriage. Again, we're not experts uh, when yeah. it comes to this topic we're also learning as we go so we just wanted to share some things that have worked for us mm -hmm. um, now if you did enjoy this episode and you are interested in learning more uh, then i would encourage you to check out college money habits or on instagram or tiktok also you can follow my podcast page is it in the budget on instagram and um, i don't know if you want people following you on instagram leave it out <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> uh, but those are great ways to learn more about um, some of the work that I'm doing to educate individuals and students on financial literacy. Additionally, want to thank Bank of America Seattle for sponsoring this episode. If you are somebody, whether or not you're looking for additional information, they have Better Money Habits through Bank of America where you can learn more about credit, budgeting, saving. Uh, anything under the sun as it relates to personal finance. So great resources there as well. Uh, and I just want to thank you again, Sesson, for, uh, for being here. My and pleasure. Thank for you for having me. Of course. This was a wonderful, wonderful discussion. 
And lastly, next time you find yourself making a financial decision, don't forget to ask yourself, is, is it, it in, in the, the budget? budget? <laughs> there we go. Thank you. All right. <laughs>